Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, and we are back for another episode of War in the Spirit this week. I am excited to bring you this episode, and as I've talked to you in the last couple weeks, just a reminder, if you're my podcast audience, you can find the video on my YouTube channel at War in the Spirit Live. If you are my YouTube audience, you can find the audio on my podcast on any of the major podcast platforms, Amazon, um, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, and most other podcast platforms. All right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's jump in for this week's episode. It's season number six, episode number seven, entitled Division in the House. And you know, as I was preparing for this, I literally got woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning and this thing just became, it came flooding at me. I wrote the entire notes for the episode at like 3 a.m. I didn't have to crack the Bible open. I didn't have to do nothing. God just fed the whole thing to me. And, um, you know, kind of as, as I was talking last week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, Um, entitled Change, Close, and Go, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because I want to build on what I was talking about last week and how there's so much division in our country, in our world, in in the church, in the systems, in, in everything, in our communities, in our families. There's so much division everywhere. And I was talking about the fact that until we truly become one nation, under God, one kingdom under God, we won't really be in position as the body of Christ, as the rightful bride of Christ. So I want to jump off by starting with Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, where it talks about the Tower of Babel. It says, verse 1, now all the earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Then they said to one another, come, let's make bricks and fire them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. And they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. And let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of all the earth. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the men had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they all have the same language (laughs) and a language of misalignment. (laughs) And this is what they have started to do. And now nothing which they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. And they're confused their language so that they will not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they stopped building the city therefore it was named babel because there the lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth 
You see, everyone is busy building their own tower of power. So God has divided us and caused us to speak different languages, to speak false doctrine, a doctrine of our own making because, because we are not working together as one body to glorify God, but we're glorifying self. You see, we we are we have all these different factions and divisions in the world, in the church, in the in the country, in the community, in the family. We have we have denominations and we have reformations and and therefore God continues to scatter us to speak different languages because whenever we do work together, we are building monuments to ourselves and not to him, creating false idols of worship mating with the world and calling it the offspring blessings. So he will continue to keep us scattered from becoming one nation under God until we bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. So let's look at Malachi chapter three. Um, I'm going to start at verse eight. It says, would anyone rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings, you are cursed with a curse for you are robbing me, the entire nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and put me to the test now in this, says the Lord of armies, if I do not open up for you windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor will the vine in the field prove fruitless to you, says the Lord of armies. All the nations will call you blessed and you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. Then verse 13 says, your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is pointless to serve God. And what benefit is it for us that we have done what he required and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of armies? So now we call the arrogant blessed. My God. So now I'm going to say that again. So now we call the arrogant blessed. Again, we are mating with the world and calling the offspring blessings. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also put God to the test and escape punishment. So... You know, what's so funny about this is right before this, this uh, passage, right above this in chapter three, in verses one through seven, it talks about the purifier and Christ being the purifier and how we are refined by his fire. So because we haven't brought the whole tithe into the storehouse and let me help you about the tithe you see we think of the tithe as money no 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 you're supposed to bring yourself into the storehouse all of you because we haven't brought the whole tithe into the storehouse because we haven't brought ourselves into the storehouse because we haven't brought righteousness into the storehouse because we haven't brought purity into the storehouse because we haven't brought obedience into the storehouse we will not be able to see the true prosperity of God we will not be able to be one nation under God because we haven't brought the whole tithe we are still robbing God You see, this division 
is keeping us from the true prosperity of God. And until we stop robbing him of our purity and of our righteousness and of our obedience and of our faith and of our trust, until we stop pretending that we are not part of the issue, this is the final warning to check your heart at the door and your role in this matter before it all falls down. Because God is about to bring this tower of false power crashing down. There's too much division in the house. This tower has even become like a pyramid scheme. See, the leadership in every system of the world, including the institution of the church, has convinced the people that everyone is a part of the tower and will eventually reach the peak. You see, the... the, the, the the bottom part of the pyramid and then you've got the top one percent up there at the tippy top and they're only up there to exert power over the rest of the people you see they don't want the people to rise to the peak see it's just like the egyptians everyone operating in the egypt mindset with the kings and leaders and the people left at the bottom to keep raising the platform of the leaders higher and higher the slaves you being used to build the pyramid at the bottom but never rising to the top you see the disparity between where leaders stand and where the people stand just keeps getting greater but we keep telling ourselves, oh, these leaders are so wonderful. Oh, this is a wonderful mega church. But let me help you. A true leader will not just raise themselves up. A leader is only good as his or her followers. So if the people that are being led are not rising if their lives are not being transformed, then the leadership being offered is trash. If everybody ain't rising, then it means the person at the head was never about the people. They were only about themselves. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 19. It says, and not holding firmly to the head from whom the entire body being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments grows with a growth, which is from God. You see, because the true body of Christ, in the true body of Christ, the entire body grows together with a growth which is from God. So what tower have you been building? There is too much division in the house. Why is the disparity between the leadership and the people so great? Why is it that the leaders are flourishing and they get in private planes and the people are struggling? You see, God is about to bring what man has built to a screeching halt. And I would urge you to check your heart to make sure that you have acknowledged your part in the problem and brought your tithe, your heart into the storehouse to be cleaned up. So that you don't get hit when it all falls down. Don't go down with the sinking ship. There are many obsolete leaders that are about to be exposed and all that is done in the dark will come to light in a very public and undeniable way. Because God is tired 
of people lying on him. He is tired of people misrepresenting him. He is tired of people calling themselves believers, of people calling themselves preachers of the gospel and not living his word, cherry picking what's convenient for them, but leaving the other parts out. I am charging you to check your heart at the door of the storehouse and let God clean you up. Because if you don't, this next hit is going to be a blow that you never saw coming. One that you were not prepared to take and one that you will not be able to evade. It will be a straight blow to the face. A T-K-O. Total knock out. And it reminds me of the recent fight with uh, Nate Robinson. The way he went down, he never had a fighting chance. And let me tell you this, this next hit that God issues, there will be so much power behind it that it's going to be a one hit quitter. A total knockout. And nothing will be left standing. God is bringing down this tower of power. It's going to require you to go back to square one and start from the beginning. Think of a wrecking ball being taken to your life, but that wrecking ball being backed up by C4 just to make sure that everything you built, every tower to yourself is completely destroyed. There is too much division in the house. Let's look at Mark chapter 13. Verse one says, as he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, teacher, look what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. See, God told me a while ago that many of those who are out of position will be yanked up just like a plant pulled up at the roots. It can't regrow where it was. It must be re planted. You see, just like in the parable of the wheat and the tare in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 says, Jesus presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and left. And when the wheat sprouted and produced grain, then the weeds also became evident. And the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, while you are gathering up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And at that time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the weeds and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. <laughs> you see, God said those who are yanked up, 
will only be replanted elsewhere contingent on their decision to turn to him. But but they will not be able to continue to grow or be replanted back in the place where they were pulled up from. You see, all this time, the wheat has been growing among you. Many of you thought that you were the wheat and that you would reap a harvest, but you were actually the tear and you're about to be yanked up. Meanwhile, the wheat that you overlooked, that you misjudged, that you persecuted, that you turned away will be reaping in your territory that you thought you would be reaping from while you were getting yanked out of the ground because you're trying to choke out what God planted and watered and caused to grow. God is knocking down this tower of power. Corinthians chapter three, verses six through seven says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God causes the growth. Too many have been of the position that they planted something and watered something and made it grow, taking credit for what they thought was a tower to God, but was actually a tower of babble, a tower of confusion, a tower of pride, a tower of greed. Meanwhile, the very wheat that will take your place when you, the tear, gets yanked up has been growing among you all along. A wheat forged in truth and relationship with God. A wheat fully submitted in pursuit, not of self-gratification, but full pursuit of God's will. A wheat that you tried to choke out in silence for fear of losing your seat at the table. A table that God did not set. Psalm 23, 4-6 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare your table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Certainly, goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life, and, I, and my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. You see, you've been looking at what you produced at this table and calling it blessings. But you see, that was never God's table. That was a table that the world set for you. And you pulled your chair up to eat that tainted food, that leavened bread, fooling yourself into believing it was clean. Why? Because you didn't bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. So you don't know what's clean or not because you didn't check your heart at the door. Luke chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 says, under these circumstances, after so many thousands of people have gathered together that they were stepping on one another, he begins saying to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees which is hypocrisy. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Accordingly, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light and what you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. You see, it's exposure time. See, all that leaven that, that people have been feeding on, getting puffed up, 
1 Corinthians chapter 5, 6 through 8 says, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump. Just as you are in fact unleavened. See, you've been chewing on that leaven, allowing it to puff you up and get you out of position. And that's why you ain't brought the tithe into the storehouse. That's why you haven't pursued righteousness, purity. That's why you've been building a tower to yourself, your own tower of power. And here's the kicker. Many of you are actually the enemy that God brought to the table just so you could watch the true wheat eat. Surprise is table turning season. See, the tables are turning as in God is turning the situation around. Just like in Matthew 19 verses 27 through 30, it says, Then Peter responded and said to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus said to them, truly, I say to you that you who have followed me in the generation when the son of man will sit on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms on account of my name will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. You see, it's table turning season. But not only is God turning the tables as in turning the situation around, it's table turning season as in God is flipping over all the filthy tables that have been forged in his name and in his house. Mark eleven fifteen through 18 says, Then they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple area and began to drive out those who were selling and buying on the temple grounds. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple grounds. And he began to teach them and say to them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. Will a man rob God? So I hate to break it to you, but that tower that you've been building is about to come tumbling down. And when it all falls down, where and what will you be left standing on? It's time to take inventory. It's time to confront your truths. It's time to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that God can clean you up. Because regardless of whether you choose to bring it in or not, everything that's been happening in the dark, every secret in the kingdom is about to be exposed. I'm just here to give you a warning that it's coming. And I pray that you heed this warning, that you do not laugh it off and be like, oh, ha ha, okay. I mean, you can, and that's cool, but either way, the wrecking ball is coming for your tower. 
This is about to be the great equalizer. This is about to eliminate the disparity. Because God ain't built in no pyramids. He don't operate in the Egypt system. That's not of his kingdom. Because my Bible says that we are adopted into sonship, which means there is none greater than the other. We are all brothers and sisters in the true body of Christ. So why is there such a disparity? Because there's too much division in the house. Everybody's been building their own tower and God is about to wreck it all. So please take inventory. Check yourself. Check your heart. Check your mind. Check your spirit. Check your intentions and your motives and whatever you've been building at the door and let God judge it. Because I'm trying to tell you, if you don't take it to him, he's going to put it on display and knock it down in front of everyone. That's the word. Get in position. Because regardless of whether you in position or not, the refiner's fire is coming. That's the word that God gave me to release. Heat it. Don't heat it. What you do with it at this point is completely up to you. I just pray that you will seek the truth about where you stand. Now remember, you are a spiritual warrior. Take back your power. Take back your authority from the enemy to create a supernatural shift in your life. As always, God is trying to tell you something. The question is, are you listening? If you want additional help in building your relationship with God, you can reach out to me via email at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at warinthespirit11 on YouTube at War in the Spirit Live, or on Instagram at GotFaith1222. If you feel led to sow, you may do so at Cash App, Dollar Sign, War in the Spirit, or Venmo at War in the Spirit 12. I love you. Have a blessed week, and I'll see you next time.